Parev and welcome to the third episode of the Hayastan podcast. Today our guest is Talar Keshishian, an educator who recently graduated from Yerevan Brusov State Linguistic University. Talar is Lebanese-Armenian and moved to Armenia a few years ago. Welcome to the program, Talar. Hi, Nishan. How are you? I am well. How are you? I'm well, too. So, hi, I'm going to talk about myself a little bit and I'll give you some small like advices about Yerevan. So, I graduated from Yerevan, from Haching Tashtin's university, uh, school, sorry. So, uh, the school uh, is number 114. So, whenever you hear the number 114 or any numbers, don't get surprised because here, instead of calling the, the school name, they call it with numbers. So, your high school was high school number 114. Uh, yes, 114. Mm-hmm. And after that, I got accepted at Brusov University to study uh, education, pedagogy, and French language, literature, we can say. So I just graduated a few months ago in May. And afterwards, uh, now it's my turn to do, like, to start working. Mm-hmm. Uh, so... Tell us a little bit about living in Armenia. So living in Armenia is not that complicated as long as you have a job. And uh, sometimes you'll have a little bit difficulties about the language. For example, uh, when I was going to school, to university as well, I used to call my teachers, Parev, and they're like, and my friends were like, no, you can't say something like this. They are teachers. You have to tell them Parev says. So in Western <laughs> Armenian, it's only Parev. So huh. so that's why if you want to call someone who is a potential person, you have to say Parev says. Huh. Yeah. Yes. So um, when you came to Armenia, you were still in high school. And uh, you recently graduated from Brusov University. So what was it like being a diasporan Armenian attending school in Armenia? Oh, so uh, being as a diasporan, so I don't know about other countries, but because I was born in Syria and raised there, so uh, in Aleppo we had a very big Armenian community and we used to speak Armenian. So when we moved to Yerevan in 2012, all the people who moved uh, to Yerevan because of the war and all the conflicts happened in Syria. So we were just going to school, walking in the street, communicating with people and people were very shocked and they start asking me questions. Do you know Armenian? Do you speak Armenian? Uh, do you know how to read and write? I feel like because in Aleppo, uh, all of us went to Armenian school. It was a kind of obligation. And as well as people who didn't have a money can't afford for their kids to send them to Armenian school, the government or let's say the Armenian community and the churches used to pay for them. That's why they didn't know about us that well. And they start asking us these questions. But we speak Armenian and we read and write. It was very bad to have to hear a question like this. Oh, so in, in Yerevan, people were asking you if you knew Armenian. Yes. Yes. Or if I understand what they are talking with me. And as well as people say, oh, Western and Eastern Armenian are very complicated, but... Uh, I know that many languages has a lot of synonyms and Western and Eastern, there's no big, comp- uh, there's no big difference between each other. So the only thing is a lot of synonyms. So because 
when you go to Armenian school and you hear all this vocabulary, so you get used to it and you know exactly what they're saying. So it's not hard to understand and to communicate as well. So all you need to do is to enrich your vocabulary. So um, in Yerevan, you're saying that a lot of people were unaware of the community in Aleppo and that you had a school and almost everyone attended the school and learned to read and write Armenian fluently. Yes, exactly. This is what I mean. So what are some of the similarities and differences between living in the Armenian community in Aleppo and living in Yerevan? So because Aleppo was a diasporan country, so that's why uh, it was very hard. You have to protect your being Armenian. You should only communicate with Armenian. You have to talk only what Armenian is. And uh, of course, involved to the uh, Armenian community, the events and everything. But when you move to Yerevan, it's a little bit different. You don't, so you don't have that problem about you have to keep being Armenian because you're not living in a diaspora country. This is the only problem that we had. We didn't have in Aleppo, but you're always worrying about it. Your parents worry about it as well. We're Armenians, uh, it comes to marriage and other stuff, but when you move to Yerevan, you don't feel that conflict anymore. How did the teachers and professors here treat you? Did they treat you as any other student? or as an outsider? No, they treated us all equally. The only problem, like, they they were very curious about how the life was there and how we used to live and all these things. So I feel like uh, I can't tell any conflicts happened during the school time because I'm a diasporan Armenian, but everything was equal. I'm so happy about it. So how were your interactions with other students? Did you feel included in all of their groups or did you sometimes feel excluded? No, I never felt excluded because uh, we had this thing. Everybody informs the other about whatever is upcoming events. So we used to go and do everything together. Didn't feel uh, any conflict. Excellent. What are some of the unique parts and issues of the Armenian educational system? What should people know about education in Armenia at both the high school and university level? So I can tell that education in Armenia is a little bit easier than other countries because when you come to Yerevan, for example, you're in a different country and you want to apply to study in a university. So you open their website and you search everything about it. So Yerevan, I don't want to say that Yerevan is not progress, but they still need to so uh, they still need to improve the websites and the educational system like the books or like the photocopies that you do during your studies and uh, for example when you're in an exam and uh, you should write your name and they have to close it like sometimes you need to use technology during university so in Yerevan even somebody doesn't have a laptop or I mean some uh, there are some parts, for example, if you're going to architecture university, you need a laptop. But the majority of the universities in Yerevan, you don't need a technology to go to university. So it's just simple like it was before. How do you feel about the progress the educational system has made since the Soviet period? So I feel like, Nishan, this is a question that a local should answer. But as we know, because... Uh, 
local person who doesn't have an experience by looking the other educational system in different countries because i mean doing birthright really helped me a lot to know to like uh, to progress my mind and what i know about other people because we had uh, volunteers from different countries so i started to worry about and to be very curious and asking questions about their universities because i really find a little bit difficulties because the schools in aleppo it was very progressed so i feel like i don't know about soviet union luckily i've never lived uh, the, per the period time of the soviet union but uh, the how i can answer your question by saying that this is what i think actually so uh, by saying those uh, universities are not progressed yet they need to progress just few example i want to mention so you should you understand when i was go when i had my first exam at university so the teacher brought papers white paper for everyone and after that she pick up the headline of the the title of the lesson and tell each person different titles and said okay there you go, you have the title, you have to write. I, I turned and asked the teacher, what should I write? She said, you have to write the whole lesson from the alphabet, like an alphabet. You have to write it from so you, A um, to Z. So you had to memorize the lesson and just write it. Yes, exactly. This is how the exam educational system been here. And when I turned and asked the teacher, I said, um, what? I mean, I didn't know it was going to be like this. Aren't you going to ask a question about us? Or what if I rem forgot something? What if I mentioned? She said, no, you have to memorize it um, with details. So everything you have to write it there. So my friends told me before and I knew it. So I did it and I wrote it there. But I've never felt myself happy or I've always been uh, anxious writing exams during university. It really been very hard for me to understand because when I asked the teacher, I said, why you're not asking us a question? So she said, this is the way that we do our exams. And I felt like this is uh, something that came from Soviet Union and they didn't change it yet. In Aleppo, it was very different. We didn't have such things. We had the questions, we had choose the right answers. So that that's why, this is the only hard part that I've been suffered while I was going to university in Yerevan. I remember when I first um, moved into an apartment by myself in Yerevan and I went to the store to pick up some salt. Uh, I said, I saw the salt they had. It was in a plastic bag and it didn't look very yeah. good. So I said, uh, do you have any other salt? Is this the only salt you have? And she said, salt salt is like this this is the salt and i was thinking what kind of an answer is that of course there are different brands of salt in armenia so but true. she answered the question as if this is how it is this is this is it yeah now, exactly. it, i feel like in the education system that's that's the kind of answer that the professor gave you when she said uh, i do my tests this way you just have to memorize the lesson and that's the way it's going to be. That's the way I'm going to do it. 
Yeah, and when you uh, suggest them something, they feel like you're complaining or you're sad or even they feel like, oh, you didn't study it. No, this is all are wrong. I'm going university here and I have to do whatever I need to do to graduate, to progress myself. But um, they don't want to understand that there are different ways for an exam or there are different ways to explain the lesson. And this was for a language exam, correct? So they were exactly they were yes. giving you a language exam, and instead of asking you grammatical questions or asking you questions about um, sentence structure, they just had you r- 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 just write down the lesson verbatim. I mean, the for example, the grammar. We had a really nice teacher. Uh, I hope. Uh, he rests in peace because he passed away a few months ago. I feel sad about him because he has been the best teacher I've ever had during my study years. But um, so what I want to say is, uh, uh, for example, we had a class about uh, education. And the teacher said, oh, you have to write all of it. I said, no, why if you ask me some questions? I can't, I have to, I'll try to remember, but it will, it will be really hard for me. She said, no, no, you have to write all of it. And she gave us to study uh, more than 30 lessons. And each lesson was five page. And she gave us three questions. We have to write two of it. And each of it's like uh, three to four pages. And me, I'm kind of person that, I I study. I really had a nice uh, grade in this uh, education, the the exam. But the problem is, I asked the teacher to stay one more an hour to continue my exam because my other friends were very quick. Me and there was only two students. They were very slow in writing. So this is something that you can't be judgmental, but they still be judgmental. There's different people with different... I mean, I was slow. I'm, I agree. And uh, this is how I... Like, this is how I write my that's exam. Your, that's your writing speed. Yeah, this is my, my writing speed. That's it. I mean... So basically what I'm getting is that... Um, The two major ways the Armenian education system or the higher education system needs to improve is uh, in its methodology and in its uh, use of technology. That's so true. But as well as we can't judge these people or or, um, make them feel bad by saying, oh, uh, you you don't know in different countries like that. We should give possibilities to students that they study for example foreign languages or the teachers who are a little bit a little bit progressed in their education to visit different countries and understand and pick up some little nuances that is really can be helpful for armenia for our generation to progress more this is the only thing that we can be helpful by showing them that this way works as well not the only soviet uh educational system existed in the world there is many educational system that existed and only thing you should try it to understand it's better and to know which one is more beneficial for you as well and for the students as well because when you're going to university you're always having like it's your education this is your base this is how you're going to continue your life on the things that you studied 
I'm lucky that I had really nice teachers they, that they give me life lessons, they showed me how to teach, they give me the possibilities to progress me and my other colleagues at university. But I've, list, I've heard many other stories from different students which they complain. We should do everything our best. When the student complains, there should be a right that the teacher doesn't have any uh, anything. The teacher didn't do anything wrong. This is the student's problem. She didn't study. That's why she's complaining. So... Um, the teachers in Yerevan are very educated. They're, they know a lot of things, the stuff that they studied about their educations. I don't know because they told me the, the education system in Soviet Union uh, has been very strict. And the only thing here is, you know your teacher and you know where, when she's talking and you understand from the person that she's very educated and she knows a lot. But sometimes they need to make sure that they are passing this education system or their knowledge very correctly and very like very uh, efficient way to their students. Like, uh, for example, they should make sure that you understand everything. So for to solve this problem, the only way they should they should do is uh, to improve the way that they teach and they explain so and understand the feedback from the students not not everything is memorizing sometimes teacher tells you something during the class and you remember it life long time so the only thing they need to do is just to make sure that whatever they're passing to us whatever they're giving to us that you can memorize it right exactly during the class so one other thing that i think i'm understanding is um that you want armenian uh, professors to be able to take feedback and criticism not so personally so that it's easier for students uh, to help their teachers as well so that they can improve their teaching methodology yes i agree with you nishan so how has everything been since you've graduated? I know you've worked a little bit in hospitality as well. So com hospitality comes naturally to me because I inherited it from my family. And because I speak six languages, it didn't be really like difficult for me. I choose to study, to work there, uh, to help people as much as I can. Because uh, living in Yerevan uh, for six years, I feel like I know almost a lot of things uh, in Yerevan that tourists or diaspora Armenians, uh, they should know about and they are worrying about it and they want to know. In the diaspora, I often see this perception that there is a language barrier between people who know Eastern Armenian and people who have learned Western Armenian in school. You attended Armenian school in Aleppo and are fluent in Western Armenian. Did you feel like there was a language barrier between you and your peers when you moved to Armenia? Um, actually, when I moved to Armenia, it was a little bit like... Uh, for example, when you live in a different countries, uh, for sure, even if you won't accept it, you really get like uh, influenced from the culture and the language from that country. So when I moved to Yerevan, I felt we... Uh, I felt that the only problem was that 
they include Russian vocabulary while they're speaking. So if it's only proper Armenian, it will be easier for you to understand. For example, uh, let's say uh, refrigerator in Syria in Western Armenian, we say sarnaran, and here they use a Russian word khaladenik. So it's a little bit hard for us to understand. And after that, we got used to we got used to understand what did that mean, but still it didn't feel right for us to use that words because it's not Armenian. For Because we had this thing in Aleppo, if you're Armenian, you have to speak proper Armenian without using any other vocabulary, like Arabic, it's Turkish, I don't know, maybe it's English. So as much as we can, we always try to speak proper Armenian 100%. So in Aleppo, you didn't... Um you didn't include Arabic words in your vocabulary uh, when you're speaking Armenian? Barely, barely. Uh, I can't remember if I included any. Maybe uh, sometimes... No, I don't think so. You... Um, uh, of course, like, uh, I can't tell 100% sure, like, oh, I've never used any Arabic vocabulary while I'm speaking Armenian. But, you know, sometimes it happens, but it's so, uh, like... Mm, it's not that much <laughs> just a little okay you can barely tell urementalar kich mahayrenov batme kumasit yes halep zmvadzem yev im endanikes halepen enuinis bats im mets hayres yev mets mayrigas irenk tnaden turkia belen chem kider yete lsats glak ait kagaki masin yev Vorovedev in Metsairigas in Baderazmi Jaman. Just a second. So, Vorovedev in Metsairigas, Hotel in Sandaregan, Erne Iden Darin Panak, Yevinka Stipvazer, Vorzarayer, Yevorovedev in Kahayer, Iden Amashad Vedankavorer, Ait Bajarov, Voroshetin de Rapochvel Halep. Pites Ait Jamanak, Surian Kalkatiu Chun Cherdar. Եվ ադոր համար լսեցին, որ լիպանանը կաղաքացիություն գուտա։ Եվ քիտեք ինչ դժվար գլլա մեկը առանց կաղաքացի ունենալու ինչ որ մի երկրի մեջ ավրի։ Այդ պատճառով իրենք կացին լիպանան եւ կաղաքացությունը ստացան եւ ատկեց հետո դեղափոխվեցան Հալեպ։ Եվ ես երկրորդ սերունդն եմ, որ Հալեպի մեջ ծնանձեմ։ Առաջին սերունդը իմ ծնողները սեղած եւ շատ հազվադեպ գտնվի Սուրիայի մեջ հայեր, որ իրենք երկրորդ սերունդ են իմ դարիքից։ Ha, hima tun vor gbad miskor ko ndanikit bat mutyuna. Um inkat kez gahamares lipanana hay te suria hay. Yes, inkas gahamaren vorbes arev medahay. Voch lipanana hay, voch suria hay. Anshushte shat mets badiv gunenai unenal suriagan hepatagutyun. Բայց ճշպախտապար այսպես եղած է հիմա շատ ուրախ եմ շատ հբարդեմ որ ունիմ հայաստանի քաղաքացիություն Thank you very much Talar for joining us on this episode of the Hayastan podcast If you would like to support the show please visit our donation page at patreon.com/hayastanpodcast that's p a t r e o n.com/hayastanpodcast and uh, show your support for the show. I'll see you next time.